I am Camille Johnson, and this is Finding the Floor. Stories and reflections of midlife motherhood, family, and finding meaning in it all. Join me as I share a little piece of my life and figure out what I want to be when I grow up. Hey everyone, welcome to Finding the Floor. This is episode 123, and today we're going to have part two of Glucose Revolution, the book by Jesse in Chaspi. And today we're going to do hacks one through five. So this is like part three of her book. And she talks about all of these hacks that she's kind of figured out between her experience of having a glucose monitor, a continuous glucose monitor on, as well as she shares all these great stories from her glucose goddess community. So it's been so interesting and it really makes this idea of stabilizing your blood sugar really quite doable. Last week, I wanted to understand a little bit and I didn't really have the full information on what like is the healthy levels of blood sugar. And so from what I understand, it is you don't want to go under 80 and the measurement is mg slash dl and i've looked and i don't exactly know what that stands for but that's how they measure the blood sugar levels and then so you want to be between 80 and 120 that'll keep your body in fat burning mode i guess so when you're spiking your blood sugar that is when you're going over 120 and when you're crashing that's when you're under 80 So if that even helps, if you think about the curve, you just stay between 80 and 120 and it'll help like everything balance out. So I wanted to make sure I give you those numbers, even though they might not even help. But so those are the kind of healthy numbers for your body in general. And I don't know if that depends on age. I was looking up and as you're younger, you can kind of handle more sugar. So it might differ by age, but mostly with adults, that's where you're going to try to stay within. If you go way high, your body then craves on the way down more carbs, which is interesting. But then also when you're low, your body craves more carbs, which is what our body needs is the glucose. But anyway, interesting fact, but I wanted to make sure I shared with that because I didn't have that information last week. Okay, so this week, we're going to cover some hacks that will help you kind of make sure you're staying and helping your body stay at, you know, these flatter levels, I guess. Because it's really easy to spike your blood sugar with just like a glass of juice or just too much bread or, you know, it just seems like it's so easy. And just doing a few of these things can also help your body. So I just really like them because they're realistic 
and you don't have to change a lot to begin with to get your body where it needs to be. Okay, now again, we are in glucose revolution and this is part three of the book. Okay, so hack number one, she says, is to eat food in the right order. And what she says by that is she writes that we should eat fiber or veggies first, then protein and fat, then carbs and sugar last. So I have been trying this out, the whole veggies first. And how she describes it, if you think of your stomach as sort of like a sink and how it has to drain into your in intestine area, however that works, okay? And she even has a picture in the book. But if you eat your vegetables first, you almost have this layer of fiber support in your stomach that doesn't spike your blood sugar once it hits your blood as it's digesting. So if you do that, everything else is kind of on this little cushion of the veggies and fiber, and then it will lessen the glucose curve, which is kind of really cool. So just simply eating veggies first and then your protein. And then if you have your bread or your crackers or your fruits, she considers fruits like a sugar, even though they do have fiber in them. So when you think of fiber first, you want to think of not necessarily bread, because I think sometimes a lot of us think like whole grains are fiber, but she th specifically is saying vegetables. Okay. And really she says any vegetables will do have those first and then it gives that little cushion as your stomach is digesting it's going to go through the fiber the fiber hits your blood sugar first which then softens the curve for the rest of the things you're eating which is so cool so she then tells a story about one of her followers named Bernadette who discovered her Instagram page and decided to just try simply changing the order of how she eats her food she didn't change anything that she ate. She just simply changed the order. So she would have her veggies first and then her protein and fat and then her carbs. And so she even started when she had her sandwich. She kind of broke it apart and ate like the lettuce and tomato first and then the protein and then the bread last. And then she did that with her dinner, eating whatever she was having, it started with veggies first, maybe she was having a steak and potatoes, veggies were first, then the steak and then the potatoes, because that's like your more starchy carb or even bread. So I just think it's interesting and in that this woman ends up having more energy at the end of the day. She said, you know, during the middle of the day while I was at work, I would always have this crash. I would feel like I needed a chocolate bar. So I would go get a chocolate bar and I'd have that and then I'd feel better for a minute, but then I would still be tired. And she said, because she started eating her food in just this order, like she didn't even change what she was eating, she had more energy. And I just found that so fascinating, simply changing the order, having your veggies first. And how many times growing up did your parents tell us to eat our veggies first? 
veggies, make sure you eat your veggies. And I don't know if many of us realize that that's what they wanted us to do, but she points out that in many traditions, like you begin with a salad or you begin, you know, with veggies first, and that actually is helping in your blood sugar stabilization and in your digestion because you're adding more fiber. So I just thought that was really interesting. So she goes on to tell us why this works because of the study. Um, She says the Cornell research team showed that if we eat our food in the wrong order, starches and sugars first, ghrelin, our hunger hormone, returns to pre-meal levels after just two hours. If we eat our food in the right order, starches and sugars last, ghrelin stays suppressed for much longer. Then she also mentions research also shows that in postmenopausal women, a diet with few glucose spikes is associated with a lower incidence of insomnia. And I think again to my poor mother, and maybe she was eating a lot of healthy things, but all she might have had to do was change the order and maybe she would have been able to sleep better. Just sort of, I wish, you know, there's this, I wish we would have known this 20 years ago. But those of you who are struggling with sleeping, just even a simple thing like changing the order of how you eat your foods might help. I just think that's so great. So hack number two is add a green starter to all of your meals. Now, this seems kind of similar. Didn't she just say add veggies first or eat in the right order? But she was just saying, this is even adding food. So if let's say you are normally having a sandwich and maybe you don't eat the sandwich like all broken up, she said add a salad. So you're like adding more food. She said the salad should be equal to the amount of starches or carbs that you may be eating. And then she shares another example of this teacher, this young teacher named Jasmine, who she calls Jazz, who had grown up always eating a salad first with her her family grew up in Sweden. And when she went kind of to live on her own and life was really busy, she mostly ate pasta for dinner and then would have that leftover at lunchtime. And she just noticed that she got tired more easily and her cravings were like out of control. And so she again found the Glucose Goddess Instagram page and just tried to add a salad before her pasta. And just simply adding that So she's not even adding any protein or, you know, she probably is adding some dressing on there, but just adding that salad beforehand changed her energy levels. She said her spikes were more gentle, her cravings went away, and she had more energy and ended up losing 20 pounds. And I forgot to mention that Bernadette, just in our first week of simply changing the order of what she was eating, She lost five pounds without even trying. And I don't want to say that this is all about like losing pounds because I think I'm more interested in like the health benefits of figuring out how your hormones become balanced. And like, I just imagine like everyone sleeping better and having more energy because that really makes a difference in your day as much as maybe if you want to take off a few pounds, but that's not like 
the most important thing. Okay, and then she also mentions another follower of hers. His name's Gustav, and he was from Mexico. And he had family members who had died because of diabetes. And he had also family member who had just been diagnosed with diabetes. And so he was concerned about that. And so as he found her community and he didn't want to like go out with his friends and have to like say, oh, I'm on a diet. That's why I'm eating this way. So he just said he started eating some roasted broccoli before he went out with his friends let's say out to dinner or out to drinks. And because he started doing that, he was able to flatten his glucose curve. And he said after 18 months, he was able to like lose almost 88 pounds and now can run five miles. And he has really just developed this healthier lifestyle simply by just adding that extra green, either a salad or again, that veggies before anything else. And I just think it's so interesting how growing up, that was just kind of like what my mom would always try to get us to do is eat our veggies. And I think as a parent nowadays, I would try to do that early on. And I think I've sort of, I don't know, want to say I've given up, but I, okay, I'll say I kind of gave up for a while, but now I'm like back into (laughs) understanding how It's not just about the veggies because they add these nutrients to you, but it's also they'll help you as you process your glucose in your body. And it's just really good to have just that way of talking about it with your kids instead of like, oh, you know, veggies are good for you. You can say veggies help your body add more nutrients and fiber to your bodies and help with your digestion And will also help with your energy and lower your glucose spike, which also helps with you having more energy. So she mentions like all kinds of combinations for a green starter. Salads, roasted vegetables, pickled or canned vegetables. And she said any combination of greens that have fiber are good to add to your meal and will help lower a glucose spike. It's funny, like when I kind of like in a hurry... Lately, I've, I've started just getting little cans of like pickles because I like pickles and I'll just eat a couple pickles before maybe I have something else. Even just, a, you know, a couple pickles will make a bigger difference than not doing anything. And so sometimes if you don't have the energy to, let's say, make up a salad or cook up some vegetables, just have some pickles <laughs> or something that's easy. Okay, hack number three, which I think is so awesome. And if we could get our whole world off of this, she says, is to stop counting calories. And with this hack, I'm going to read a couple things because the way she tells us what a calorie is, is really helpful. She says, okay, to measure how many calories are in, say, a donut, here's what to do. Dehydrate the donut and place it in a cubicle submerged in a water bath. Then light the donut on fire, in parentheses, she's like, yes, really, and measure by how many degrees the water around it warms up. Multiply the temperature change by the amount of water in the container, 
the energy capacity of water, which is one calorie per gram, and you'll get the number of calories in a donut. Now, did anyone know how they measured calories? Because she talks about like a book can be measured by how it can, how fast it can burn and as well as food. So she goes on to say, so when we say this donut and this Greek yogurt have the same number of calories, we're really saying the donut and this Greek yogurt warm up water by the same number of degrees when we burn them. So she wants to just point out, and I think this is really helpful, in any case, calories measure heat generated, nothing else. But what she points out is like, here we go again, she says, 100 calories of fructose, 100 calories of glucose, 100 calories of protein, and 100 calories of fat may release the same amount of heat when they burn, but they have vastly different effects on your body. Why is because they are different molecules. So she wants to point out people on a glucose flattening diet can lose more weight while eating more calories than people who eat fewer calories but spike their glucose levels. And in this hack, it talks about this one particular woman who had to eat like every two hours. She was trying to keep it within like 100 calorie snacks but all of the snacks were mostly carbs and would spike her blood sugar levels and it would keep her being hungry. Her life was lived by, she would have to eat like every 90 minutes or something. And after eating more protein and understanding to keeping her glucose levels at a certain point or you know lowering that spike, she was just able to go way longer without eating and probably was eating more but of correct things and not really worrying about calories, but worrying about how the molecules are going to affect your body. Isn't that so great? Okay, so I just love that. So forget counting calories, you guys. And now that we know what that actually means, okay? All right, hack number four is flatten your breakfast curb, okay? I just think it's so interesting that most breakfast foods are like sugary. <laughs> and she mentions the same thing, how she grew up and she would have a crepe with Nutella on it as she would head off to school. And then her mom would have special K with orange juice and probably some other higher sugar thing. And beginning your day with a glucose spike, she says, kind of causes this roller coaster effect, like you're constantly battling cravings. And she says, if you simply start your day with a savory breakfast, having more protein and fewer sugars and extra fiber, that will help you. She says, the curve created by your first meal of the day influences how the rest of the day will go. With no spike, you'll ride into the afternoon with satiety and stable energy. Okay, one thing she points out in this hack is that cereal is not good for you for breakfast, which is a bit of a problem here in my house. <laughs> Because we've lived on cereal for years, which 
just having cereal for breakfast. So what do you do? Like that's kind of a hard one sometimes to change. So what I've been trying to do is just offer my kids eggs for breakfast. That's protein. That's not going to spike their blood sugar. Or if you have eggs and even toast, that's better for you than just having cereal. But my kids still love cereal. (laughs) So it's a struggle, honestly. But she has this whole thing of how cereal can totally spike your blood sugar and all these things that probably I don't even want to know about. (laughs) But it's there. So for me, a simple hack of like, okay, so let's say you just simply change what you're having for breakfast from maybe cereal to eggs. And then you change the order of how you have the rest of your meals. Like, what will that do? It's just interesting. And she, again, has like stories of people who simply change like their breakfast and how they're able to control what they want to eat afterwards because they're not spiking their blood sugar and those cravings from going up and down aren't as pronounced. So good to know. I just think it's really helpful. All right, the last hack that I'm going to talk about today, because she has 10 hacks, and so I'm going to do five today and five next week, is number five, have any type of sugar you like, they're all the same. So she says, any kind of sugar, regardless of its color, taste, or plant of origin, it's still glucose and fructose and will lead to glucose and fructose spikes in our body. So I think the other thing that she really points out is that you can get sugar at the end of your meal. Like if your body wants sugar, put it in that right order, but that there's no better sugar than others because there's this idea, oh, honey is better or agave is better, or I'm going to have this type of like, I don't know, what would you call fake sugar, (laughs) you know? what is better for us? And she's saying they're all doing similar things to our body. Not one is better than the other. Like honey isn't better than sugar or agave isn't better than another type of sugar, you know, like raw sugar or maple syrup. I remember my mom going on like a lower sugar diet and The only type of sugar she was allowed was maple syrup because it wasn't supposed to spike your blood sugar levels as high. And now I'm thinking, I don't know, is that really true? It's still a form of glucose. Anyway, I just think it's interesting. Sometimes we think like, oh, if we just sweeten something with maple syrup, that's better for us. But it's kind of all the same. Okay, you guys. So hacks one through five. I'm just going to go over them one more time. So hack one was eat food in the right order. Hack two was add a green starter to all of your meals. Hack three is stop counting calories. Hack four is flatten your breakfast curve. And hack five is have any type of sugar you like. They're all the same. And I just think all this is really manageable information that you can like try. So I don't know, go this week and try just simply eating in the order of like veggies with fiber first, then your protein and fat, and then your like 
breads or starches and sugars. What will that do? It's just kind of cool to how she adds like some easy ways that you can begin to experiment on ways to flatten your glucose curve. I just think about my mom and I think back of like the things that she would eat or, you know, encourage me to eat. And she was eating healthy things. And I remember there were times where she would say, oh, you should eat fruit in the morning. That's really good for your digestion. And I think the idea is that fiber is really good with your digestion, but not really understanding the that fruit once it hits your system, especially, she says, in the morning when you have that empty stomach to really begin with something that is savory will just help you throughout the day. And just like so, so many of these simple things can really help us. And again, it's like, oh, I wish I would have known this and could have shared this with her. She would have known this. So one thing I've been trying to do to help my family, because I think it's easy personally to like try these things on yourself and then to be able to share this with your family, your kids, and maybe they're not like really into it. They don't really care. And you want to help them just like, I don't know, be healthier, right? And so I have one particular daughter who packs a lunch. So when I had read this book, and she usually would like to have include a little veggie, like she likes peppers or cucumbers. And so I started saying to her, okay, I have a challenge for you. Eat your vegetable first before you eat anything else. And then maybe your protein, but just try this out. I don't know if she actually does it, but just like, I don't know, telling your kids a little bit about like adding a little bit of the veggies first. That's really going to help your body in the digestion and it's going to help flatten your curve. So you're not going to have these hormones going all crazy. Yeah, but I, I really feel like I'm solely trying to help my family and I'm solely also back into like pushing veggies first, <laughs> making salads just having that option available first, even though they may not pick it. And I remember a friend of mine that she would just put the salad or the veggies first and wouldn't have the other part of the meal on the table until like that got eaten. I don't know if my kids will handle that, but I know I need to work on that part. Just adding a little more veggies and fiber to my kids' diet. Oh, but it definitely is a challenge. That's not easy, especially if you've gone when I, I kind of went slack, I would say, because I didn't want to fight at dinner. So I'm not really trying to fight anymore. I don't want to add more fights, but I'm just going to encourage and invite. So next week, we're going to talk about numbers six through 10. And there are a couple ones that I really like that I've tried when you want to have like sweets and you don't want to have the effect of a glucose spike, which is kind of really helpful. Because I think it's impossible to think of like cutting them totally out of your diet. And I like that she's just realistic about this in her book. Okay, so again, the book is Glucose Revolution by Jesse Inchaspi and Hacks 1 through 5 for today. All right, you guys have a good week. And as always, thank you so much for listening. And we'll talk to you next week as we finish up the book. All right, see ya. Bye. 
I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have any questions, come by findingthefloor.com where I will have show notes and links for anything I've mentioned today. Special thanks to Seth Johnson for creating and performing the theme music. Come back next week and thanks for listening.